Hey, grown-ups, warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor has a menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Head to factormeals.com slash tales50. That's T-A-L-E-S 5-0. And use code tales50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code tales50 at factormeals.com. Dot com slash tales 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey grown-ups, I have something exciting to share with you. There's a brand new kids podcast out now that I think you're going to love. It's called Mysteries About True Histories. This show is perfect if you love adventures, solving riddles, and maybe even some wacky math problems. But I need a little help from some new friends to tell you more. Max and Molly, take it away. From the creators of Who Smarted, Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Tailblazers. I'm Rebecca Cunningham, and this is Girl Tales a kid's podcast of feminist stories for a new generation. Grownups, if you would like to hear your child's name at the top of our next tale, head to patreon.com slash girltales and donate today. Now on to our episode. This is Aphrodite. Enjoy. I'd like to tell you about a friend of mine. Her name is Aphrodite. You may have heard of her. She is the goddess of love, after all, and beauty. Her child Cupid lives here in Freshwater, and Aphrodite visits the town often to visit them. You might say the two of them run somewhat of a family business, helping those around them find love and friendship. Cupid sticks around Freshwater, but Aphrodite loves to travel. She takes her chariot and goes wherever there are those in need of finding love. Or fixing love, if that love is a little bit broken. Or helping someone see their own inner beauty. Or helping someone make their lives as beautiful as they are. For someone who needed help finding love, Aphrodite let them borrow her jewelry. Earrings, bracelets, rings, even a belt or two. It was said to have the power to make the wearer find their love. For others who needed help fixing their love that wasn't in such good shape, Aphrodite would wave her arms and cast a spell, healing the broken love. For people who needed to see their inner beauty, Aphrodite would show them her magical mirror. 
For those who needed help making their lives more beautiful, Aphrodite would help them decorate their favorite spaces with flowers, fresh apples, pomegranates, and beautiful trinkets. At the end of a long day of bringing love and beauty to a community, Aphrodite would sit back, exhausted from a hard day of work, and would do her best to bring herself some love and beauty. First, she would always make sure to buy herself a beautiful bouquet of roses, her favorite flower. If she was near water, she would go for a swim, splashing in the foam of the breaking waves. Then she would hop back in her chariot and move to the next town. Her doves would either fly her chariot across the sky where she could admire the beauty of the landscape from above, or her swans would carry her across lakes and rivers where she could admire the terrain. And that's how it goes for Aphrodite. Travel to a new town, help the people, roses, swim, travel to a new town, help those people, more roses, more swimming, more travel. I don't know about you, but when I do the same thing over and over and over again, I get a little, well, bored. Sometimes that boredom can even make me feel a little, well, stuck. And feeling stuck, well, sometimes that can make a person feel angry. Aphrodite had passed the boredom phase a long time ago. She covered it up pretty well, visiting new towns, laughing her signature laugh, <laughs> and flashing her signature <laughs> smile. But inside, she felt troubled by the sameness of each day. After a while, that boredom turned into a feeling like she was stuck. Sure, she could travel wherever she wanted, whenever she wanted. But on arriving in a new town, it was the same old thing. More people who needed help, more beauty to bestow. Always people needing her to help them. Never enough time between trips to new towns. Instead of feeling bored by the sameness, she felt trapped by it. Aphrodite carried on this way for some time. It must not have been a comfortable feeling to carry around. And since people needed her help all the time, no one was ever pausing to ask Aphrodite how she was, what she was feeling. She never got a chance to express herself and say that she could use a break. All of her feelings of boredom and feeling trapped rattled around inside of her, growing louder and louder until she felt like she might explode. That was when Aphrodite felt angry. On her next travel day, she sat in her chariot, fuming that she had to go to another silly town to help more silly people. She didn't know where she was headed, and frankly, she didn't care. Her swans brought her across a beautiful lake, but Aphrodite was too grumpy to notice. She didn't even catch the beautiful water dragon swimming alongside her chariot. When she arrived on shore, she didn't stop to notice the handcrafted upcycled roses someone had made for her, or the freshly baked piping hot snickerdoodle cookies right next to them. Even though she had been there many, many times, she was so angry that she didn't even notice she was in fresh water. All Aphrodite could feel was seething hot jealousy. 
she didn't care who she was going to help. At least their days were interesting. At least they weren't always traveling. At least they had people asking them how they felt instead of needing something all the time. Each step she took towards the center of town fell with such force that Aphrodite felt like her jealousy and anger could shake the earth. She arrived at the center of the town square. A crowd gathered around her, but noticed something was different about Aphrodite. Well, I'm here, she said, practically shouting. Who needs help finding love? For once, no one stepped forward. After all, it was pretty intimidating facing an angry goddess. I should know. I was there. And she was pretty mad. After a long time, two children stepped forward. They said nervously, Well, you see, Aphrodite, we are brother and sister. We love each other, but we have been fighting. Our love feels a little broken. Would you mind healing us? Aphrodite sighed. How boring, she thought. Then she stood up and took a step forward, staring down at the siblings. She waved her arms and began to cast her healing spell. And... Nothing, absolutely nothing happened. The children blinked. They asked, Was that it? Hold on, said Aphrodite, waving her arms in the air again. I must not have cast it right. Hold still. And... Nothing. Again. Aphrodite looked around and began to panic. What was happening? Her anger rose inside her, flooding her thoughts and catching her breath. The residents took a step back. Aphrodite felt as if everything was going wrong. When she blinked, and there, standing before her, was her child, Cupid. Cupid? She asked. What are you doing here? Mom, they replied. We're in fresh water. Didn't you know? I live here, remember? Aphrodite looked around, confused. She hadn't even noticed what town she was in. But sure enough, she was in freshwater. So that's where the snickerdoodles had come from. Aphrodite knew how much Cupid loved to bake. And those roses must have been from Sasquatch, who was always so talented at upcycling and crafting. Cupid grabbed her hand and said quietly, Let's go on a walk. Cupid told the townspeople that Aphrodite would be back soon. Then they walked with Aphrodite back towards Freshwater Lake. Aphrodite hung her head. I think my power is gone, she said. It might be, but, Mom, I suspect something else is going on, replied Cupid. One time, when I was here in Freshwater, I got to be reminded that in order to keep spreading love and beauty to others, I had to show beauty and love to myself, too. They kept walking. Aphrodite noticed how warm the sun felt over her skin. And for the first time, she felt some of her anger dissipate. Just 
a little bit. But I do show love to myself. Every town I visit, I always buy myself roses. Whenever I can, I always go for a swim, said Aphrodite. Cupid paused. Those were nice things that someone could do for themselves. Perhaps there was more to it for Aphrodite. By now, they had arrived back at the shore of the lake. The sun had crossed the sky and was casting a stunning glow across the water. The crafted roses and snickerdoodle cookies were still there, waiting. The swans splashed playfully in the lake by her chariot. Aphrodite took in the scene. She hadn't noticed any of this before. How beautiful the upcycled roses looked. How tasty the cookies smelled. How graceful and kind of silly the swans were, playing in the lake. How stunning the glowing beam of the sun looked splashed across the still water. She noticed that more of her anger was gone. Aphrodite and Cupid stood by the lake, took off their shoes, and dipped their toes in the cool water. They stood together with the sounds of the lake to keep them company. Aphrodite felt her anger leave, with the water lapping over her feet. She felt the jealousy of the people she was helping disappear with the glow of the sun. She felt her boredom turn to curiosity as she watched the swans play. After a while, Aphrodite spoke. It's hard to bring love and beauty to others when you're moving so quickly and you can't stop to recognize the love and beauty that is all around you, she said quietly. The sun sparkled across the water, almost as if in response. Cupid nodded. It's important to take breaks sometimes. It helps you notice the little things, the beautiful things that have been there all along. Aphrodite smiled and hugged Cupid tight. Then together they walked back towards freshwater, lighter in step, but with bellies full of snickerdoodles. When Aphrodite arrived back to the town square, the same siblings were there who needed help from before. Aphrodite tried again, but this time, instead of focusing on her anger, she noticed how much she loved waving her arms to cast a spell. And... It worked. The brother and sister embraced and Aphrodite jumped with joy. Her power was back. Wow, good. <laughs> she helped a few more people that evening, then took a break to have dinner with Cupid, where they each shared three things from their days that they loved. Aphrodite felt her power within her sparkle for the first time in a long time. You see, Aphrodite knew all along how important it was to love yourself in order to love others. But what she learned that day was that loving yourself can also look like taking a break, slowing down, remembering the little things, and rediscovering your joy. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, Aphrodite wanted me to tell you that today would be a perfect day to take a quick break and think on three things in your life that you love right now. It might help you feel a little bit of your power sparkle, too.
That was Aphrodite by Megan Bagala, produced by Chad Shanai. Executive produced and performed by me, Rebecca Cunningham. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And grownups, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening. And remember, I believe in you. Tales is a Cordelia Studios production.